helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Now, in the house with Jared on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, good Saturday morning to you. Hope you are having a great morning. This is In the House. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. My name is Jared Malik, and uh, with me I have my father, Ken. Hey, hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Jared and I always look forward to the show and having you tune in. And the show is all about your home improvement questions. So if you're around there this morning and the wife's giving you a honeydew list and uh, you've got a bunch of stuff that you need to work on and Gosh, how do I get started? Uh, Jared and I have been doing this uh, my whole life. I'm the founder of Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, I, I started construction uh, after my uh, tour in Vietnam in 1967-68. Started the business in 1972. And Jared has always been by my side since the time he was eating my lunch uh, at two and three years old. And uh, what a blessing to have a son like Jared, and we're so blessed to uh, be able to do this show for you and answer all your home improvement questions. So please give us a call. Number to dial is uh, here is 855-765-1045. Again, 855-765-1045. Uh, that is the number to dial. If you uh, are shy and don't want to talk on the radio, but you still want to ask us a question, uh, it's questions at inthehouseshow.com. And just because you email us doesn't mean that I think that you're shy. So you don't have to be shy to email <laughs> us a question. If, you're, if you just don't want to talk, but you still want your question answered, uh, you can do that. Uh, questions uh, at inthehouseshow.com. In the uh, and uh, this show is sponsored by uh, our business, Universal Roof and Contracting, um, universalroof.com, uh, and uh, as well as Renewal by Anderson. Uh, Renewal by Anderson is the replacement, uh, the window and door replacement division of Anderson Corporation, and um, they um, uh, replace windows and doors. And um, in fact, if you today um, wanted to go, the showroom is open uh, every Saturday. And uh, so if you're thinking about replacing your windows and doors and you want to check out uh, those uh, Renewal by Anderson windows and doors, you can go to the showroom. It's at 9446 Phillips Highway. Um, uh, in Jacksonville, Suite uh, 6B, 9446 Phillips Highway. Uh, it's um, uh, on Phillips Highway, um, uh, just north of 295. And uh, check that out today. I think that uh, the showroom is open till 4 today. And it's a, what's a great thing is they're not like other windows. You think, oh, windows, it's the six of one, half a dozen of another. That's not true. This is from an outsider telling you there is no window like the Renewal by Anderson window. You need to see them firsthand yourself, uh, and you're going to love it. Amazing. Yeah, so the thing about um, the Renewal by Anderson windows is that they're made of a, of a composite material that Anderson invented called Fibrex. Usually when you look at windows and doors, they're made of a few different materials, uh, 
um, you know, uh, wood, you know, is the is the old style material. Um, uh, and, you know, the problem with wood is that it rots. Uh, vinyl is a very common material, which basically is just plastic. Uh, there is fiberglass. Some manufacturers make a fiberglass window, um, uh, which the problem with that is the is the edges and the seams and there's a cracking of, of fiberglass that can occur. Uh, then there's aluminum, um, uh, which is usually uh, goes over the top of a uh, there's you know actual aluminum then there's an aluminum clad which is basically aluminum over wood um, uh, and uh, renewal by Anderson invented the fibrex window which is a composite window um, uh, basically it's designed to look like a painted wood window uh, but it uh, but it doesn't rot the way that wood does and uh, so if you haven't seen the renewal by Anderson Windows. You can uh, go by the showroom uh, today uh, uh, or anytime next week, uh, or you can give them a call if you want to set up a time to have a design consultant uh, come into your home and give you a quote. Uh, they give you a quote uh, that day that's good for a year. Um, and um, the phone number for renewal by Anderson, 222 8064. Again, 222 8064. Uh, of course, area code 904. And that's a renewal by Anderson. Um, so I wanted to, to read a, uh, an email question uh, that, uh, that we uh, ended up getting uh, this week. Um, uh, and the uh, uh, question is, is uh, my soffit uh, was blown out in the high winds that we had with Dorian. What type of soffit do you recommend, and can the soffit be repaired? Um, so first, let's talk about what soffit is. Uh, soffit is uh, the uh, horizontal area on the edge of the roof. So basically, you have where the roof edge come di comes down. Usually, there's a metal piece there that's called drip edge. Uh, and then you have the fascia. That's the vertical piece right below the drip edge. And then you have the horizontal piece of the overhang that goes back uh, all the way to the wall of the home. And the idea with an overhang, the reason why we have overhangs, is that as water hits the roof and runs off, you don't want the water actually running down the wall. It's one thing if, with, if wind-driven rain puts water on the wall, but you don't necessarily want all that water going on the wall because there's uh, areas where water can come in. And so uh, most hosts have overhangs so that the water actually drips down and doesn't hit the wall. Well, the horizontal area that goes back, that's the soft. Soffit uh, area, and so the there's different types of soffit material. Um, uh, the probably the most common uh, is either vinyl or aluminum soffit. Um, basically, the way that it's installed is there's a J channel uh, that goes at the wall side, and then usually a J channel that goes at the fascia side. Sometimes there's just an aluminum fascia that where the the one side of the panel will actually clip, clip in place. Um, there's vinyl or aluminum. It comes in uh, in sections that then are placed in between the J channel. Uh, and then um, another common uh, type of soffit is wood soffit, or sometimes there's a press board or uh, or you know almost like cardboard material uh, that's used in soffits. Uh, and then um, uh, many times it is vented. Uh, uh, in in fact, the soffit usually accounts for a very high percentage of 
of the ventilation of the home. Uh, hot air will only escape out of the attic at the same rate that cool air will come in. And so many times soffits uh, are ventilated to allow that air to come in. And so with a wood soffit, many times there's these isolated vents, either small circles or sometimes they're ovals. Um, and then sometimes there's a continuous, sometimes there's a three or four inch uh, hole cut uh, in the soffit to allow that air to come in. Um, so I don't know which type of um, uh, one that they had that uh, that ended up blowing out. Uh, the most common uh, to, plow, to blow out is the vinyl or the aluminum. It seems to me aluminum's the one that that comes out the most, and then it usually gets bent up, so it's something you usually can't reuse. But they they usually come in a standard color. When it comes to aluminum, they're going to be white or brown. Uh, they age though, uh, and some people paint them. And when they paint them, they have a tendency to cover up the holes that allows the air in to create the ventilation that you need to get the hot air out of the attic. Uh, but usually you can go to the home improvement store or something and get if it's, it's, if it's aluminum and, and replace it, and then they, you cut them and then snap back in. It's not a, a lengthy process and uh, not that expensive, but we had also wanted to mention that you could go to a – replacement take it all down and go to hardy hardy is a great uh product that i have on my house and jared you remodeled your house in i think 2012 mm -hmm. and uh, replaced the old vinyl that you had and went with a hardy it's uh a lot more durable uh uh more expensive but uh kind of a lifetime thing i think it adds strength and structure and beauty that you don't get the same quality right. uh with lesser product yeah so at um, my house we it uh, had aluminum uh, when i purchased the house and actually when i went to tear the aluminum off there was actually a solid wood soffit behind it um that they didn't remove when they put the aluminum over the top well that's terrible then you're not getting any ventilation into the soffit yeah the soffit from the soffit actually from the when i when i purchased the house it actually looked like it was ventilated well because the it had the aluminum soffit there was vents all the way along it and um I remember thinking, oh, okay, well, at least the soffit ventilation is pretty good. And um, then uh, when we went to replace it, I tore off the aluminum, and there was wood behind it. And uh, the wood soffit just had those small circular vents, the one-and-a-half-inch uh, yeah. circular vents, and they were about every 10 foot. <laughs> and so um, – No so, ventilation. Yeah, so it had no ventilation. So uh, that uh, – uh, the aluminum was well ventilated. It just wasn't ventilating anything. And so, you know, ventilation is key. Um, and what most people don't realize is is that um, you know most houses are designed to breathe. Uh, it's how the moisture gets out of the home on the inside. It's um, it's uh, uh, really important in the longevity of the roof. It's uh, really uh, important to make sure that. Um, there's not moisture or mold problems in the house. That's what the ventilation is for. And um, uh, with attic ventilation, there's the exhaust part of it, which is where that stuff escapes. And then there's the intake. And um, if that intake uh, is not done correctly uh, or if it's not sized properly in relation to the exhaust, 
then that home just will not um, perform the way that it's designed to perform. And so uh, that soffit material uh, usually does serve a, a, an additional function, which is the ventilation. So uh, price-wise, to change that uh, depends on can run from 10 to 25 bucks a foot. But that should answer that question. That music means we're up on a break. Yep. The phone number to call with your home improvement questions, 855-765-1045. Again, 855-765-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKB. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered. Give us a call. Number here, 855-765-1045. Again, 855-765-1045. Ken and I own own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, Throughout the week, we primarily help people with their roofing and siding needs. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. Uh, and again, 855-765-1045. Types of questions you can call in with, really anything having to do with home improvement. Uh, maybe uh, you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition. You want to know what pays off. Um, maybe you have a leak somewhere. You want to know how to find it or how to stop it. Uh, maybe you're thinking about um, uh, replacing some flooring and you want to know the difference between engineered wood and laminate and vinyl. Um, uh, maybe you're thinking about uh, doing some uh, tile projects. You want to know whether or not to tile over the top or tear it down to what you have. Uh, maybe you're thinking about uh, replacing some siding, and you want to know the difference between T111 and Hardy Panel. Really, anything having to do with home improvement, um, Ken and I are, are both licensed contractors and uh, can answer most home improvement questions. Uh, and again, 855-765-1045. Our business um, uh, throughout the week, we focus on uh, roofing and siding, uh, but uh, most home improvement questions uh, we um, we should be able to, to help you out with and would love to hear from you this morning, 855-765-1045. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, are, you know, we're, we're three quarters of the way uh, through the hurricane season. We're at the peak of it. There's a bunch of stuff out there. Hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully Scary. none of it, uh, hopefully none of it comes towards us. Um, but, you know, we are uh, starting to get into the time of year where it's really a good time uh, to replace the, your roof. Not necessarily right this moment, but once we start getting into October, October and November, it's uh, it really is a good time to uh, to think about replacing your roof in that off season time. If your roof is getting towards the point where you know that it needs to be replaced, uh, starting that conversation now so it can be done in the off season uh, would would really be a, a great idea. Yeah, and and you know, there's some good decisions to make about what products to use. There's, uh, uh, as a founder of Universal Roof and Contracting, I've been doing this since uh, 1972. Uh, products have really, really changed. Uh, there's so many products that uh, are new and innovative and better than they've ever, ever been. I mean, it's it's not uncommon and very easy to get roofs that are lifetime which I'm talking about 50-year style roofs, and uh, 
you know, just great, great products and can fit the style of the area that you live, whether it's shingles, tile, metal, any of those kind of products, we'd love to help you with that. All right, let's go uh, to the phones. Let's talk to Russell on the north side. Russell, you're in the house. How can we help you? Hey, Russell. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Oh, Good, Great. thanks. How are you? Good. Question for you. I've had a, a metal roof put on a house that I was flipping. And uh, when they came and put on the metal roof, they put down these, these one-by-first strips, I guess you'd call them, on top of the, the shingled roof and then put the metal roof on top of that. Yep. But but very shortly thereafter, my folks had a roof, metal roof put on their house, but they put the metal roof directly on the shingles. Okay. Thoughts, input, thoughts, input, we'll... Yeah, so I, I, my personal preference is option three. Um, so uh, neither of the options that you talked about. Um, the the uh, the idea of going over the top of an existing shingle roof, you're allowed to do it, but it's a way better project to actually remove the existing shingle roof and get down to the wood deck and then install install a self-adhered polymer modified underlayment system. This is a peel and stick adhesive underlayment system that goes direct to the deck. And there's a couple reasons. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple reasons why it's better. One is is you're not marrying into the old problems. I can tell you that when we replace roofs and tear them off, about 95% of the time there is some amount of bad wood. We we tear off roofs every single single day we do thousands of them a year and 95% of the time there is some amount of bad wood and if you go over the top then there's no way to replace that bad wood so and what we know about a rot is that it's a wood destroying organism it does not stop until you remove it and so any sort of moisture can actually cause that to continue to get worse and so that's why yeah, we, and, and to, we, their, yeah to their credit i don't want to uh, i want to chop anybody off of the knees but to their credit um there were several spots that were identified cut out and replaced so i don't want you to think of, you know that we just had somebody come out and just throw something up there um they, they did do a little more due diligence than that yep um and I completely understand your point. I was just curious. Of, uh, I'm going to continue listening, but I just didn't want you yep. to think that I just no, 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 no. And I. And yeah, yeah, and I'm not, and I didn't mean to, uh, I mean no disrespect by it. I'm not trying to trash anybody. I'm not saying that they cut corners. It's just there's a, there's a different methods, right? And, and, uh, right. and it's always better to, remove it and go down than it is to go over the top but your real question was you know adhering it or putting it direct to the shingles versus the battens um and uh the idea with the battens depending on how they did them a lot of times the different style of metals and manufacturers require battens and some manufacturers don't and then part of what it is is there's uh, many uh, have a dead airspace built into them where the battens will actually help with the heat flow where by having the battens you have a more of a dead airspace between the two and then you have an extra channel for heat to escape out and then there as long as there's a vent system built into the peak so a lot of times battens are used for that reason and, and understanding that you would rather start with virgin decking and then go above them, I've got that no problem. If you were faced with having to choose 
which would the lesser of the two evils be, in your opinion, uh, with my scenario? I so the what I would rather do is I'd rather do a a better ventilation system, but do the um, do the metal direct to the deck, and the reason is is the reinforcement of that. What happens with the battens is if you walk on it, because of the uh, the spacing between, it's not as reinforced underneath, and it's when it's designed to have that airflow underneath. I don't like the idea of that additional airflow for wind uh, for wind uh, blow off, and I don't like right. that from a structural perspective. You're more likely to dent the panels if there's that space between the panel and the and the decking material. Yeah, that makes a bunch of sense. And then uh, I guess finally, uh, in closing or, or wrap it up there, my final question would be: Obviously, the metal roofing seems to be the latest and greatest, you know, last forever, most bulletproof thing. Are you guys seeing anything, or do you throw any air of caution in the wind on these new metal roofs? Yeah, so I mean, we love metal roofs, um, uh, but there, what we find is, is a lot of times people are just grouping metal all as one thing, uh, and the truth is, is that there's some shingle roofs that are better than some metal, and there's some metal roofs that are better than some shingles. Uh, my my biggest thing with metal is, is that I'm not a big fan of using one with, with exposed fasteners because you're taking a perfectly good material, a metal material that could last a long time, and putting thousands of holes in it, and so I like. The, the standing seam metal or the closed seam metal where there's no exposed fasteners because then it, you're actually relying on the metal to keep water out as opposed to a fastener with a little rubber washer on it. The ones with the, the exposed fastener, those rubber washers wear out pretty quickly. Uh, every week we go to houses where they have leaks where they shouldn't uh, and, it, and it has everything to do with those exposed fasteners. And the second thing is is the finish. There's, there's some finishes of metal that basically it's just a cheap paint over the top, and then there's some metal finishes that have um, uh, that that have you know Kynar finishes that will last forever. So we we got a call a little bit earlier, um, and uh, it was a metal roof that was 12 years old. He's already leaking, and he's getting rust spots on it. And oh, wow. th that should not happen, but it happens with a cheap metal. And so what has happened is is that we know that metal is going to be more expensive than shingles. So what has happened is is that manufacturing have kind of started cutting corners on these to get more of the market share to bring it into a price point that's closer to shingles, but with that, the quality has suffered. So I think that what you're going to find is, is over the next 10 years, we're going to start to find that metal is going to lose its credibility over the next 10 years because there's some metal roofs going on out there that are not as good as what they used to be. Yeah, good information. Thank you very much. I got one more roof coming up. What would you encourage me to look at as far as options? Because I'm not married to one specific uh, idea or or the type of roof. So I, yeah, I mean, Ken, Ken here has a tile roof on his house. I have a shingle roof on my house. And uh, and uh, when I did this roof, it, part of it is is the design of the house. There, the I was originally going to put a metal on it. It's a it's a granule coated metal that's designed to look like shake or like slate. That's what I was going to do, and I didn't want to spend the expense, and so I ended up going to shingle. And so um, so it's. It really depends on the design of the house and, and, and how much money you want to put in it. And also, it's, it, it's what you're going to do with it. I mean, realistically, if it's a flip, you don't necessarily put the best materials on it. You know what I mean? So right. um, so I get that. So I don't know that I answered that question other than to say it depends. Uh, 
Thanks, Russell. Appreciate your call. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, more uh, in the house. We'll be right back. Hey, hey. Welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered. Give us a call here at 855-765-1045. Ken and I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. If uh, you uh, need uh, your roof replaced or roof repaired, you can give us a call at the office, 495-0948. Again, 495-0948. Of course, area code 904. Right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Bill in Arlington. Bill, you're in the house. How can we help you? Well, I got, first of all, I'd like to input on your last caller. I'm an insurance adjuster, so I work storms and that sort of thing. And uh, I've worked for seven or eight insurance companies. Not one of them that I've worked for would uh, pay for your new roof unless you promise to take the old roof off. Hmm. Yeah. Because they understand how much benefit you get from getting rid of that because, as you said, the decking Mm -hmm. and uh, the weight, too, is a problem. Yep. Well, one of the other things that I see too, Bill, and I appreciate you saying that, is that uh, a roof over the top of another roof, the the new roof, even if it's a shingle over a shingle, you're going to get half the life out of it. Uh, Just can't breathe right. It doesn't work. uh, uh, And you're marrying into all the old problems. So thanks for bringing that up. Well, the nails, if you're doing shingles on shingles on shingles, and I've seen six layers. I worked in Chicago for four months, and, and, you know, the roof's camelback from the incredible weight, but the roofing nails won't even get to the roof. They're they're nailing into shingles, and it's they blow right off. But I decided to throw that in because I sure have worked a lot of those roof claims. Um, I had my roof damaged, and we come calling it the Easter miracle because my garage has uh, a ratty two-layer roof, and the insurance companies paid me to, you know, take it off and replace it, Hmm. which is why I paid them. Right. Um, but I'm putting an addition on, and I'm going to metal. Uh-huh. And I need – I got some siding issues on the side that I'm cutting into. Yeah. Where would I get – who's got a – I need to match up some siding. I don't need much. I probably need, you know, whatever the minimum order is. I don't want to buy a package. But sure. I got one real long one that's creased bad, and a couple of them with some stone chips and probably lawnmowers. Right. What type? What you type know, of siding? What type of siding is on there right now? It's vinyl. It's a double, four inch. I think it's four inch. I measure it. Um, yeah, I mean the, you know, the, the off yellow. It's a yellow creamy color. Pretty common standard stuff. Yeah, I mean vinyl siding is um, is hard to match, uh, only because there's you know a bunch of manufacturers that have come in and out along the way. Um, and well, I'm not interested in a color match. Okay. In fact, you know it's impossible to match siding because all four sides of your house are different colors right. because yep. of exposure. Yep. But I do need to get the right shape yep. if I can. I can always pull it off and you know, move some to the back or something, wiggle it around, but I'd rather not. Yeah. So um, from a matching perspective, all side uh, has a bunch of different, um, uh, has a bunch of different shapes. And then also uh, there's a website um, that, uh, 
uh, so if you email me, uh, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at inthehouseshow.com, uh, right. there is a pretty good website that helps in identifying exactly which manufacturer it is. Um, because mm-hmm. if you can get to the same manufacturer, that's always better. Uh, and I've yeah, yeah, and I forget the website right right now as we're on the air. But if you email me, then I can uh, I can send you the link uh, for that. And it's Jared at inhousehow dot com. And who's the other one you said? Allside. Yeah, Allside. Uh, throughout the state, uh, Allside has uh, different locations throughout the state. And do we uh, have one here in Jacksonville? You know, I'm trying to remember actually. Uh, I, think I really don't want to go to Minnesota for one no, piece no, of hiding. No, 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 of course not. Um, so, yeah, but if you just email me, I'll get you that info. I'll see what I can do when I quit driving. All right, sir. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Thanks, your Bill. show. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Bill. All right, let's go to another Bill in Mandarin. Bill, you're in the house. How can we help you? You there, Bill? All right, we'll give them three, two, one. Bill in Mandarin, nope. All right, let's uh, let's go to Reg uh, asking about spray foam. Reg, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, sure can. Oh, what's your question? Sorry about that. I'm just coming out of Lowe's. I probably didn't have a good signal. Uh, just got a question about gutters. I've seen a lot of advertisements on television for these gutters that you never have to clean anymore. Yep. And I'm thinking about upgrading mine. They're uh, over 20 years old. They're kind of falling off the heap, and uh, they're only a four-inch or a five-inch gutter. It really doesn't handle the water volume. No. Let's, uh, let's put them. Let's put them on hold. Uh, so I think uh, I think I know his uh, his question here, which is um, it, so the, there is a lot of advertisement now for uh, for you know never never clean your gutters again. Usually what it is is it's not necessarily the gutter itself. It's there's a cover or screen that would go over the top of the gutter. And so when we look at gutters, there's the gutter itself. We look at the material that it's made of, and then we look at the size of the gutter, and then there's gutter protection uh, and there's a bunch of different versions of gutter protection and so making sure that one the gutter is sized correctly for the size of home that you have using an oversized gutter because you want it to be able to collect that water so the minimum you would want to use is a six inch gutter and many times you would go to a seven inch um, just to make sure that that you have the the right amount of of space and then the gutter downspouts is a really key element, making sure that there's enough of them and that they're the oversized downspouts. A lot of times I'll see people use a, a, a good sized gutter, but then the downspout isn't large enough and then the, the water can only escape at this, at the rate that the downspout is. So if you have a big gutter and then a small downspout, then it's not, it's not going to, to wa- uh, run off properly. And then gutter protection. There's a bunch of different manufacturers of it. Some are better than others. Gutter helmet is one that we've that we've used for years and years, uh, and so gutter helmet is a great option. That would be uh, one of my uh, one of my favorites uh, for sure. A gutter helmet is um, is can be expensive, uh, but. They do have a guarantee that um, that you know you'll never have to clean your gutters again, uh, and so a gutter helmet is a is certainly a good option. Yeah, and and they're very very good, and uh, one that we've used a lot. Uh, 
another point, though, gutters uh, uh, also the the way that you attach them. Uh, you know, the old thing was you put in a gutter spike uh, and it goes through the fascia, and hopefully they think about putting it into the rafter, so it goes into that. Now, hidden hangers are the way to go, uh, and the spacing on those. You don't want the spacing of the hidden hanger to be over two feet. And it gives it the structural strength that you need in case of a hurricane. Uh, and it's the, you know, definitely the right way to do it. And I liked your idea, Jared, making sure that the drain size is, uh, big enough. You can, uh, turn the water on on a faucet, but if the faucet isn't draining the, the, mm-hmm. the, the the water out quick enough it's going to overflow same thing with the gutter you've got to have enough uh area and downspouts to get the water when it fills up and typically you can have runs on the front of your house where you, you want a downspout on one end and a downspout on the other well your house is 50 60 feet long uh so you have to make sure you have the right size for that. Good and, idea. And there and there's specific calculations. I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of times people find you know, okay, I just want gutters, and so they go to the big box store and grab some gutters. But there's calculations on you know how much uh, roof area this each size of gutter would allow, and how many downspouts per foot of that. So it's not just a matter of getting gutters; it's a matter of getting ones that are specifically designed and sized for your size of home. And so uh, making sure that those calculations are done properly. And then um, the most people do not clean their gutters out enough. And it's very dangerous to clean your gutters out. Um, and so, uh, but they need to be cleaned out regularly. There's times where, you know, certain times a year you clean out your gutters and within a week they're clogged again and, and not actually draining properly. And so that's why gutter protection is a good idea is that then you don't have to actually go out there up there and regularly clear them out. So. And- do get a you know two or three different estimates. Take a look at the the style of gutter protection that they're using and what their guarantees are and how uh, space they're doing on the hangers and how many downspouts. All of those. So thanks for that call. We do appreciate it. I, we had put you on hold there and hung up because your cell phone was breaking up. Um, and I and I actually think that we have. Reg now, who was actually a spray foam question. So, Reg, are you there? No, he's not. All right. Um, oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. Let's. We'll. Uh, you there, Reg? Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Go Thank ahead you. with your question. All right. Uh, off-grade house sprayed foam uh, underneath on the subfloor, the wood floor. Uh, supposedly about an R24, uh, I'm getting sweat on the bottom of that foam. Mm-hmm. Should there be that much heat transfer from the house to the foam to have moisture? So condensation forms when hot and cold comes together, right? So, right, yeah. So there's, so there's a couple different things that, um, that, that could be causing this. So you're getting no sweating on the inside, right? It's only happening on the outside? Correct. And so well, the t- inside is a is a house, of course, and no apparent moisture on the inside. Right. Okay. So the if condensation is going to form, I'd much rather it form on the outside than on the inside. Uh, and then tell me about the ventilation for that crawl space. How is that? How is that ventilated? Mm-hmm. 
well, there's several. There's uh, there's certainly ventilation under there. I can't tell you offhand how much, okay. but there are uh, vents underneath uh, in the stem wall. Or no, I guess it's not a stem wall, but whatever the outside wall is, there are vents there for uh, uh, ventilation. Okay, so so this to, to me this would be one of two problems that would be occurring, and it's one of these two things. Either that space is not ventilating properly, so that the, the it's you're not getting enough cross ventilation there. It's the 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 heat and the moisture is not able to escape properly, and that's what's causing the condensation to form. So that would be one option. Or the second option is is that the spray foam is not thick enough enough or inconsistent where you're getting some of the air conditioning and the heat from underneath touching and that's causing the condensation to form. So it's one of those two things. Now there there are some some active style fans that you can use. There's a there's a company that makes a solar fan that will connect uh, that's specifically designed for crawl spaces where you can install it, and then the solar connector collector has a, a has a wire that goes so that that way when the sun is on, there's actually an active fan to pull that air out from under the home. Um, as an active style of ventilation as opposed to just the passive of just having a bunch of holes. And so um, so that would be an option is to ventilate that space better so you're getting better airflow. And the second thing that I would do is I would have the company come back and potentially spray some additional foam in that area uh, because it's possible that it's, that it's just not thick enough uh, to restrict the airflow from one area to the other. Uh, I would okay. definitely. I would definitely talk to the install people on the phone and, and get that. And I, with you, Jared, agree that uh, it's probably in need of more airflow uh, in that crawl space. Okay. Well, my question was whether that, that, that you should have that much heat going through the foam that it would uh, form the condensate. That'd be uh, enough temperature difference well, on the foam. It, the foam is definitely improves the floor temperature and what have you. Yeah, well, I don't think the heat. Bills. Yeah, the heat isn't coming inside the house. The the heat is from outside, you know, and the cold is from inside. You know, that's how the condensation right. is forming. So the heat necessarily isn't coming from the outside or from the inside. So, but it's where that hot and cold comes together. That's where the condensation is, and so. Yeah. Well, my my question is whether the. the uh, coal from the inside should be penetrating through that foam, and so you'd have the condensate. I yeah, just so I would have thought that much foam you wouldn't have uh, uh, that much temperature transfer through the foam. Yeah, so it's but, uh, it's possible that, and that's why I say it's one of those two things, is because it's possible the condensation is coming from the hot and cold coming together, which means you would have to do additional foam. But it's also possible that that moisture is actually just coming in from the humidity that's underneath of the home. And so that's why the ventilation issue would fix that. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, you. bud. Appreciate your call. All right, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, it's our final segment of this week's In the House. So if you want to call, it's your last chance, 855-765-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment of this week's In the House show. Appreciate you listening today. 
If you want to get a hold of us throughout the week, have roofing needs that uh, you would like us to help you with, uh, you can give us a call at our office, 495-0948. Again, 495-0948. Let's go to Jim in Mandarin. Jim, thanks for calling. Hey, Jim. Uh, Question. I've got uh, my son is actually building a house up in Bernardina, and He's debating on whether to do spray foam on the underside of the roof decking, or rather, or to do uh, you know bat insulation. Not, I mean, but blown in um, you know orange orange corning insulation. Yep. What do you recommend? So if you're if you're doing new construction and you can design the house, uh, I like the spray foam. It's it's a little bit more difficult as a retrofit just because you're trying to take a house that's designed to be ventilated and then modifying it. And most people don't take it to the extreme that it needs to be in for spray foam. So I personally like spray foam. There's a few things that you have to make sure that you consider that a lot of times they don't. One is is that you need some sort of fresh air exchange. Uh, when when a house is built so tight, you have to have some sort of method to be able to get fresh air in well, they're, they're not going to build any vents if they if they spray foam it they're going to leave out all the vents and make it just an igloo you know um correct that's, that's why i was very concerned because i know owens corning will avoid the shingle warranty if it's if they spray foam under the decking because they say it overcooks the um the shingles yeah it's not it's not true uh that that D- owens corning will still uh uh, have their warranty with an unvented No, it's not. It, it, that's false. I spoke with Ryan, the head of Owens Corning in Jacksonville yesterday on it. It yep. voids the warranty. Yeah. So the music means that we... So let's chat about this because I love this discussion. You should have called earlier in the show. We've got 30 seconds left. I, I can't talk in the car. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, bud. All right, th- that we we'll have to continue it another yeah, time. Yeah, Jim, call back next week. We yeah, want to we'll talk about, about this. All right, uh, thank you for calling uh, and thanks for listening today in the house every Saturday morning. We'll see you next week. God bless you. See ya. See. Ya.